Okay, Dave, you know how they say that uh, for important moments in life, you always remember exactly where you were? Yeah, when Kennedy died? Yeah. Uh, well, that a, may not be a great example for us. a shit. <laughs> I was in my diaper. I, I was probably too. I was like three or four months old. Uh, but no, last night, yeah. the Cubs threw a no-hitter. Um, and uh, you will always remember that you were... Uh, uh, I was sleeping. I, w- okay. I, I was probably in my second ambient by then. Probably. Okay. I was in my garage by myself smoking a cigar. <laughs> for the... For listening to the game on yeah, the radio. Uh, so uh, maybe uh, maybe it's not true. Maybe you don't always remember. Uh, well, I think part of it also is it took four fucking pitchers. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. How many Cubs does it... How many Cub pitchers does it take to throw a no-hitter? And, they, and the relievers had no idea it was a no-hitter. Right, I know. <laughs> Kimbrough's like, oh, why are you all... Why's everybody <laughs> hugging me? Oh, what? A no-hitter? For real? Maybe it's for the best. They didn't know. All right. Anyway, Minutia Man is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opi show. I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. I like that instead of extremities, you went with external amenities. It sounds like a pool at a hotel. <laughs> That's what they should do when they start having the sex robot hotels. I like sex robot hotels. Yes. Right? You'd make a yeah. lot of money, I feel. That's like people who own vending machines. Like, you know that someone's going to have to come to that robot just to repair it, like, every couple of weeks. Oh, imagine cleaning out the robot if it doesn't do it itself. Oh, oh. You got to make oh. it do it itself. All right, all right. Oh. I think can't expect common courtesy if public restrooms have taught us anything. All right, I think, I think, I think that's it. Listen to Ann Friends on Spotify. Popeyeshows.com. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Did you did you make this coffee? <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I didn't. Uh, Tommy made it. This is, this is possibly the best cup of coffee I've ever had. Oh. Okay. Do, you, do you remember the scene in Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Right after they, clean, uh-huh. the right before they have to clean the dead body out of the car sure and, and i don't know if it was it was it uh samuel l goes to quentin tarantino just my man that's a good cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a shit about a coffee we've got a dead guy in my car <laughs> your car so, yeah well you know thank you i'll, I'll let no, tommy it's know that. great i mean it's got a great flavor it's got a good robust aroma well, it's the least I can do because right. you come all the way right. over here and you, you bring the people minutia. Yeah, and, and it's the least I can do to give you a little jolt. Well, right before we start, we got a shitload to get through here today. Okay. In fact, I yeah. might need to take a nap after the second or third story. <laughs> okay. Here. Do you want to just get right into it? And uh, sure. What, do you, do you, are you going to pop the little jingle thing? Or okay. Yeah, I can do that. Here we go. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So That sounds impressive. Oh, 22 yeah. minutes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you got? What is even worse than worthless? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're trying to think if we, I mean, it's a low bar. Yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever not even been able to. Oh, we're uh, still talking about the promo. I thought yeah. we had gone on to the next, no. the next thing. So you're probably not aware of this, but there is some goofy European soccer tournament that's going on. Yeah, I've been, I've been watching every moment uh, of it. So, so if I was a betting man, who, 
who should I take? I mean, who is the... Well, I'm rooting for Germany, obviously. Sure. Um, but they're playing against England this week, and that's a very big game. And I, whoever wins that game, England-Germany, that's who I'm going to root for for the rest of the tournament. Okay. Now, how, much, how many more weeks are left in this thing? It ends July 11th. Oh, so we're getting pretty close. The to knockout that. round starts this weekend. Is there a... God, I wish there was a podcast that I could listen to. <laughs> you know what there is? As it turns out, there is one called Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. You can check it out. It's right here on the same network. It's a, it's an Opi show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. You know what we just called that in the business? I, that was a tee up. I just teed that one up for you. Well, you know, so I've been, you know, I've been following a little bit of the... Betting. Yeah, basically, yeah, just because betting and I'm just picking a random team and hoping yeah. that they win. But so I've been also um, reading stories about their fandom. I mean, there's some crazy fans. Oh, big time soccer. You know, as we know with the hooligans and the whole thing. But it's good. So reading these stories, it's good to know that us Americans are not the only ones who are dipshits (laughs) when it comes to geography. We are dipshits, though. (laughs) Uh, This is a headline that comes out of Hungary. Six French fans missed the Hungary-France match after traveling to Bucharest instead of Budapest. (laughs) Now, <laughs> arguably, they sound the same or sound very close, right? I've uh, been to both places. Yeah. Bucharest is the capital of Romania. Yeah, right. Budapest is the capital of Hungary. Right, right. And Budapest is beautiful. And Bucharest is a shithole. <laughs> no offense to Romanians. My father was born in Romania. I'm allowed to say yeah. that, but it's true. Okay. Well, these six, there were six French fans, which they didn't mention their names. Let's just call them Pierre. Jacques. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Confused Budapest with Bucharest and traveled to the wrong Romanian capital instead of the... Hung- or traveled to the Romanian capital instead of the Hungarian Whoops. capital. Where they wanted to see the France-Hungary game that was played on Saturday, but, well, obviously... Uh, you know, it was only a tie. They didn't... They didn't... Okay, uh, well, they didn't miss much. They didn't miss much. Well, you know how that they... How they realized they were in the wrong place? <laughs> I'd love to hear why. Uh, they were drinking beer at a Ukrainian bar with Ukrainian fans, right? Okay. And some of them ask, are you, uh, can you do a... I cannot okay. do a Ukrainian. Uh, you, you, you guys from Kiev? Okay, that was French. Yeah. I, was, I think yeah. that was... Yeah. That was a French-born Kievian. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, why do you ask? Well, I, they, they were drinking this bar and then they found out that, what, what are you doing here? This is, you know, you're in the you're in the wrong place, right? Yeah. Um, keep in mind, they were in country for three 36 hours. <laughs> okay. All right. Evidently, they didn't see the welcome to Bucharest sign in the airport, which was written in 11 <laughs> languages, including French, uh, nor did they recognize the Romanian flag that was flying everywhere. And they must have missed the fact that the language was being spoken. You know, a different language was being spoken. Oh, my God. The funniest part of this, though, this yeah. could have been gone unnoticed, but there was a... Um, journalist from the Romanian newspaper, the Journal National, uh-huh. that was at the bar sitting next to these guys when they found out that they were in the wrong place. <laughs> so this guy's like, well, fuck. I got a story here. <laughs> exactly. So he writes this huge story, and this is the best quote of the entire story. We have to learn more about Europe. <laughs> Recognized one of the members of the group. You know, I did the same thing once. I, I, I wanted to find the... Uh, the capital of the film, a Black Panther film, Wakanda. 
and I went to Lake County, and it's, uh, apparently that Wakanda yeah. in Lake County yeah. between McHenry and Mundelein, yeah. not the same, same place. But they got great apples there. Isn't that where all the apples <laughs> are? They do, yes, are? exactly. Uh, well, to be fair, and as I mentioned, you know, us Americans are pretty stupid when it comes to geography. Yes, as we well. are. Uh, I think the only thing that we excel at is diabetes and guns. But we're really good at both of those. Yes, right. Oh, we are the if, best. Yeah, if you're... For our listeners that are um, outside of America, if you're in a diabetes pool, pick America <laughs> as your number one draft. And I think we own something like 70% of the world's guns. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> one country. Right. Guns of diabetes. Uh, so to illustrate this, I have America Minutia Men quiz. Oh, can fantastic. I, and, and so can you Oh, yes. I'm jungle? sorry you did warn me that that was going to come. Here we go. Time now for a Minutia Men. Minutia Men. Minutia quiz. Um, okay, so I'm going to read a question. I'm going to give you some options. It's, we call this multiple choice in America. Okay, right. yes. According to the American Literacy Project's 2018 <laughs> survey of Americans aged 18 and over, what percentage can name the country that Normandy is in? Oh, my oh, gosh. 76%, 71%, 45%, or 38%. I'm going to say it's 38%. 45%. Okay. So 55% Americans don't yeah. know that... Normandy know. is in France. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What percentage of Americans can name five or more European countries? Oh, my God. 13%, 19%, 39%, 19%, or 51%. It's got to be 51%. 19% of Americans oh, oh my can name God. five or more European countries. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I, growing up in Europe, uh, this is the reputation of oh, Americans right. in just, Europe right. that we're just morons. And we are yeah. morons. Um, although, have you ever seen like a blank American, like, you know, American United States? You see that like, they give them to like uh, uh, English British students. Yeah. And then they fill out the states. Uh -huh. And then it's, you know, Jesusville. Yeah. <laughs> they, they know Texas, Florida, the middle. Well, I mean, yeah. Do the states of England. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, oh, I who knows these yeah. things? What percentage of Americans think the city of Seoul is located in Africa? I was going to say Memphis. 29%, uh, 42%, 53%, 57%. Um, I'm going to say it's in the 50s. No, this one actually, 20, This I'm proud of, proud of us. Only 29% of Americans think that Seoul is in Africa. Okay. All right. Um, Those uh, are the racist ones. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love soul food. <laughs> what percentage of Americans think the USSR still exists? 81, 74, 64, or 36? I'm going to say only 36. Yeah, that yeah. was good. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and here is my, or actually I have two more. What percentage of Americans can find Israel on a map? 12, 18, 24, or 41? 12. 41%. Really? Yeah. That that actually is kind of surprising. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty small. It's like Wakanda. Yeah, I'm not sure I could find it. It's Wakanda. Yeah. Uh, um, and here is kind of an uh, unrelated, but I thought this was funny. What percentage of Americans think that you can influence the sex of your unbound, your unborn baby by the position, position that you use during coitus? Oh, I think uh, 20, most, yeah. 23, 32, 39, 44. I'd say 44. Uh, 39% of Americans okay. think that you can influence the sex of your baby. But You know, we read all kinds of books about that, uh, you know, because Bridget wanted boys. Yeah. 
I don't, I'm just saying I've got three boys. That's all I'm saying. Honey, yeah. <laughs> uh, are you sure that it says to have sex with my unbelievably good-looking uh, friend from college? To, yeah. Uh, no, it's not what it said. Yeah. All right. So I have some minutiae, too. And this is kind of an exciting thing. Uh, the world's best dad joke. Oh, yeah. Would you like to hear it? Uh because there is, there was a competition. There was an actual okay. competition. The world's best dad joke can be re- revealed after thousands of funny fathers battled it out in a competition that was no laughing matter. More than twenty seven hundred gag loving dads submitted their very best or worst jokes in celebration of Father's mm-hmm. Day, which was this past weekend. Uh, by the way, would your kids do anything nice for you Father's Day? Oh, it was well. Father's Day fell on the same day as Michelle's birthday. Right. That happens to us a lot, too. Yeah. So, birthday trumps Father's Day. Right. Yeah. No. I, uh, no, they sent me a card or they gave me a card that they actually signed while I was in front of them. (laughs) Yeah. They go, Lila goes, hey, Julia, sign this card. And I was right there at the table. (laughs) We we were in the car driving up to uh, Lake Superior for a vacation. It was just Sean and, and, uh, and Bridget and I. And I turned on the radio, and WXRT was on, and the 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 uh, the DJ said uh, Happy, Father. Happy Father's Day, and Sean goes, "Oh crap!" <laughs> and ran inside the house, and came in with a card that he had clearly just, just written yeah, it. Yeah, in. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, so here is the winning joke. Now, the the stand-up comedian Mark Watson was the judge of the competition, and he picked father of two Austin May from Bedford, Work, Warwickshire. As the overall winner. And here's the joke. Are you ready? I once hired a limo, but when it arrived, the guy driving it walked off. I said, excuse me, are you not going to drive me? The guy told me that the price didn't include a driver. So I spent 400 bucks on a limo and have nothing to show for it. (laughs) (laughs) Show for it. Uh, Yeah, I get it. Oh my God. I think that's pretty good. That is is a bad, that is a bad. Here's a couple of others that were, uh, that were considered at, yeah. in the top. Why did the man fall down the well? Because he didn't see that well. <laughs> okay. I was wondering why the frisbee kept looking bigger and bigger, and then it hit me. Uh, what? Oh, that hit me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. I think that's really good. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I stood behind a customer at uh, a- at an ATM, and he turned around and said, "Can you check my balance?" So I pushed him. His balance wasn't that great. <laughs> Why did the scarecrow get an award? Why? Because he was outstanding in the field. Uh, What did the daddy buffalo say to his son when he left for work? I I don't know. Bye, son. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Two guys walked into a bar. The third guy ducked. Oh, I walked into a bar. Yeah, <laughs> see? Now, dad jokes are something that uh, we have actually discussed on this show. Yeah. Because I've got another word for dad jokes. Jokes. Yeah. They're well, jokes. Well, here, you want to hear my favorite one yeah. before we go? Um, Knock, knock. Who's there? Little old lady. Little old lady who? I didn't know you could yell. <laughs> Use that one. <laughs> Use that one. All right. Uh, we had, at one time, you remember we had Mark Cuban on the show. Yeah, uh, Yes. I. Uh, the billionaire. Yeah. Uh, Not the, Mark Cuban, the, the podiatrist. Right, the host of Shark Tank, right? right. right? And uh, he also likes telling dad jokes to no, his I kids. Remember, and remember. we talked about it briefly, and here is that clip. 
It's like, hey, did I tell you I have a friend from Alaska? And she knows to say gnome. And I come back with, of course I do. He's my friend. Get it, gnome Alaska. Yeah, that's awesome. Dumb, dumb jokes. I, I, I had one yesterday. I told him uh, to my uh, to my son. I said, "You know why demons and ghouls like to hang out uh, around Halloween?" No, no, why? Because demons are a ghoul's best friend. Uh, and, oh, and my and my son is twenty. <laughs> and he wanted to stab me. Like, what are you doing, Dad? You're killing me. We've given them the best years of our lives. Give us some. Give us, just throw us a bone here, right? Yeah, right. Just give us one giggle, right? One laugh, yeah. and, and oh my God, that's hysterical. So yesterday, All right, oh, yeah, he's a good guy, yeah. isn't he? And he knows that we are hysterical. All right, so anyway, it is uh, time for another feature on the show. You know what, though? Hmm. You, you, we were talking about uh, how that we are, we are hysterical. Mm-hmm. Don't you have some uh, reviews that you'd like to share with the people? Uh, yeah, um, Stores315 left us a very nice review. Okay. And again, please, everybody, subscribe and leave us reviews on any platform that you're listening to. Uh, albeit uh, Spotify or Stitcher. It, it or, really helps us. Yeah. And, you know, we, we are in the top 1% uh, of yeah. all we don't podcasts let, yeah. in the world. We don't believe the hype. <laughs> we, we barely mention it, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, uh, so this is from Stores 315. I'll take two merry... It's, it, I'll take two merry munchy meals. Great show. I laughed. I cried. I chipped a nip. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. Did we know. do... I we don't, must have done a story on... Sh- Merry Munchy Meals. I don't know what that means, but... but um, it was he, Five stars. I don't even know what chip to nip means. I have no idea. But uh, that's thank you, thank you very much for that. Uh, and be, and you can do it, too. How do people uh, review the show? Uh, well, for, you can go to RadioMisfits.com, and you can check out some other great shows that we have. We have tons of great shows. And then you can listen to any... You can subscribe on wherever you... Enjoy your podcast, and all those platforms have a little place for you to write a review. Yeah, click the five star little thingy. Yep, and you'll help us out. That'll, we we're have, not asking you for money. We're just asking you for right. It'll about, take you like five seconds. Yeah, we're not asking right, that much. Right. We give you all this free entertainment. Exactly. Come on. Uh, yeah, we have like something like three hundred and fifty reviews on there. I think so. we actually got close to four hundred. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's add to it. Uh, it's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So at the beginning of the show, I asked you where you were uh, for the big Cubs moment, uh, the the no-hitter last night. Well, it turns out that this week, uh, as I look over the uh, Studio Walls calendar, Mm -hmm. I see that this week is also the anniversary of the famous Ryan Sandberg game. Yeah, he... uh now we actually have a, a story. Uh, we went to that game together. No, you went to the game. Yes, and you dropped me off. Right, uh, but we went to. I dropped you off at Wrigley, though. Right, you were. Well, I was spending the night in Mount Prospect for some reason. Or I don't whatever, remember why. A party, yeah. and then you drove me, and I was going to stay the weekend with my mom. Right, who lived on the, and you took Peter to the baseball game. I did, my little brother. Right, who's. Now a great who now is fifty something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, and and you dropped like you said, you dropped me off at the ballpark, and I just hopped on the train to go home. Right, that's true. Uh, well, it turns out that having uh, attended that game, I was at uh-huh. that game. I won't tell you more details about it because I actually have a video. At one point, I was named the uh, Cub fan of the week. Uh, really? 
by the Just One Bad Century website. How'd you get? How did I, you? I don't know how that happened, but I, I, so I was filmed telling the story of having been at that game. Uh, Would you like to hear my story from that day? Um, you play this like every six days for a minute. See how many times it has been played here. Let's see here. It has been played 5,427 right. times. And 5,217 of those are you. <laughs> Jerk. Could be. Could be. All right. So here's the story. Hi, my name is Rick Kempfer. I've been a Cubs fan since 1968. And probably the greatest game I ever went to was on June 23rd, 1984. People call it the Ryan Sandberg game. I took my little brother with me. I was 21 at the time, and he was 14. And we could only get standing room only seats, uh, which aren't seats, as the name implies. <laughs> and so we were trying to find places that we could sit down. We'd wait for people to show up, and we'd stay in their seats until they got there. And we kind of worked our way all around the crowd, trying to stay in the sun as much as we could. And it was just really a nice day out at the ballpark that was the Cubs against the Cardinals. We had no idea we were about to witness history. Uh, probably around the fifth inning or so, all the seats were full. So we literally had to stand. And my little brother was pretty small. He was 13 or 14 years old, couldn't see anything. So we had to put him up on the ramp so he could actually see the game. This is the game that Ryan Sandberg tied the game with a home run in the bottom of the ninth against Bruce Souter. And then in the 10th inning came up and tied the game again with another home run against Bruce Souter. It was on national TV, everybody saw it. It was the day that made Ryan Sandberg into a Hall of Famer, into an all-star. He was the MVP that year, and we were there to witness it, sort of. I mean, we could only see it over heads a little bit, you know, looking around. Um, but I'll never forget that day. And that little known fact about that day, the same day that uh, Ryan Sandberg hit two home runs to tie the game, Willie McGee of the Cardinals hit for the cycle. Nobody remembers that. And a guy named Dave Owen was actually the guy who hit the game-winning hit. Nobody even remembers this guy. He was a backup third baseman. He got the hit in the 11th inning that won the game for the Cubs. That was June 23rd. 1984, my favorite day ever at Wrigley Field. Um, can you yeah. now tell me the story of your wedding? <laughs> and, and, and I'm I, not sure. I'm I gonna, know I was there. <laughs> I had a Polish dog. The poppy seeds were... Uh, well, d d you know, I did write a book called Every Cub Ever. I kind of have immersed myself in this subject matter. Uh, where were you when they shot that video? I was at my... Uh, at my brother-in-law's house okay. in, in Glen Ellen, and it was a, a family party. You could hear Frank Sinatra right. in the yeah. background. I was going to say, it's Frank Sinatra? Well, do you remember? You know who shot that uh, video was my other brother-in-law, Randall Cross. Who, who is, who, who, who has helped Just One Bad Century. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you remember. I have a story to tell about that story, or that game as well. Yes, I want you to tell it. So you dropped me off. You know, you find parking or whatever, you drop me off, and I'm walking to the train station. And it was early. You guys got there very early. Very early, right? yeah. And there was, you know, banding practice was going on. And I was walking on, I can't remember if it was either Sheffield or Waveland, I can't remember. And I'm walking, and then all of a sudden something hits me in a leg. I'm like, what the? F and I look over, and there's a ball, like, I don't know, a foot away. My first inclination was some kids were playing across the street, and I was just going to throw the ball 
back to him. I pick it up and then I see like nine people running for it. <laughs> the ball hawks. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, and it was a ball that was a betting the, practice home run. run. Which and and I charted it back. Ryan Sandberg hit that ball. Yeah, you don't know that. You have no idea. <laughs> Dave Owen did, or whatever. All right, we have much more show on the way. Uh, give us a one sentence uh, encapsulation of what your what your next story is going to be about. Racist food. Okay. <laughs> Mine is the most ridiculous conspiracy theory of all time. Uh, we also have a celebrity story. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you about our guests this week. All of that is still coming up, so don't go away. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with this thing. Just a head full of nonsense. That should be the name of the podcast, A Head Full of Nonsense. This show, this podcast, is an hour or less guaranteed to uplift you. Guaranteed is strong. To help you, to make you laugh, to make you cry. It does that for me, yes. To make you mad. It does that too. <laughs> Back to you. Hopeishows.com. I love you it. find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits, talking over each other. <laughs> yes. Now they know they got the right show. Now they know it's up. Wow, that ain't going to be a promo. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer... What podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Rick, um, as you know, President Biden just recently signed into law um, that Juneteenth. Wait, you told me you needed the uh, Jenkins for this. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Here we go. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! So Biden just signed into law that Juneteenth... Juneteenth, is, yeah. W- well, it's... People are... People don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Okay. It's sometimes yeah. pronounced Juneteenth or Juneteenth. But anyways, yes, Juneteenth um, as a federal holiday. And for our listeners who might not be in America or are Americans and are dipshits. <laughs> and the 29% uh, <laughs> that don't understand anything about anything. Right. Uh, might not be aware that we had a teensy-weensy little problem with slavery a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so June 19th marks the official emancipation of slaves in America. Uh even though that's even though slavery continued way after that, evidently June nineteenth is the day that we are um, we are going to be celebrating, and it's a right. long overdue. It's a federal yeah. holiday. Um, well, as you know, corporate America can't forego any opportunity to market and to <laughs> right. to, to jump on something like this, right? Uh-huh. And this goes for I- IKEA. And IKEA in Atlanta sparked criticism among employees over um, its Juneteenth menu that some labeled racially insensitive. How could it be racially insensitive? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you. The branch emailed staffers on Friday about the special menu that they're going to have to honor black Americans. 
Guess what was Don't say watermelon. Don't say Guess what was on. Don't say watermelon. The menu that Jenkins created. Don't say watermelon. Uh, Fried chicken. Okay. (laughs) Watermelon. Oh, my God. Mac and cheese. Yeah. And collard greens. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if Colt 45 was on the menu or not. Oh, my God. Billy uh, D. Williams was there. (laughs) Right. So... So, as you can imagine, the do-gooder, liberal, left-wing socialist yeah. employees got all up in arms <laughs> about this uh, and feels that IKEA should do more to you know, educate themselves. But what I was thinking is, what would IKEA serve if there was a white holiday? And actually, I guess 364 days of the year is basically a white holiday. Yeah. But uh, so, I, I was kind of brainstorming, what do you think that menu would be for oh, the I'd one? love to hear what you have well, come I, up with. I came up with tuna casserole. Okay. That okay. sounds about right. Um a salad that they bring in from Panera. Okay. That kind of um, bread bowl with a cream of mushroom soup. That's right? very white. Yes. And either choice of tab or fresca. Okay, <laughs> that works. Maybe yeah. a coffee cake for dessert. Maybe and sauerkraut. <laughs> well, uh, no. That's see, that's offensive to me. Yeah, sauerkraut. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I don't know if you heard this story, but uh, the uh, the pr- former president's personal lawyer. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was in a little uh, trouble. The Ju- the Giulianster's yeah taking some. He while. got in some trouble this week, and his license has been revoked yeah, yeah. Uh, temporarily. Uh, because, Not his driver's license. No, his law license, his law license right. because he was in court using conspiracy theories right. to promote. You know the the fact that the election was right, rigged, right. supposedly. Well, but you know, as as uh, uh, somebody who's in media, you can say that you got freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. When you go into a court of law right. and you throw complete crap at at the uh, court of law, well, you get in big trouble for that. And conspiracy theories do not apparently count as legal documents. Right. Anyway, I started reading about some of the conspiracy theories, and I went down this rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, and I probably spent like four hours yesterday well, reading. You, well, I heard you finished the internet, right? <laughs> you, you you completed the entire internet by reading conspiracies. I, there, you, you wouldn't believe how many conspiracies there are, and I found two conspiracy theories that you are going to love, because you know what they involve? Uh, either the WHO, Nazis, or the White Sox. Did Dave really find another story about Nazis? Another one? In this case, Rick found it. Here are two of my favorite uh, conspiracy theories, and these involve the Nazis. All right? Apparently, uh, there's a, a theory out there that is apparently believed by millions of people that the Nazis, who had many... uh, the German scientists who eventually led to the rocket program here in America, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they devised a rocket for the Nazis and took them all onto the moon. Oh. And that's where, like, Hitler is and Ava Braun and the people that they couldn't find, they all took a rocket ship. Did Blondie was the dog or the dog? <laughs> and the dog. Okay. And they all are up there. And that's why we went to the moon so that uh, Neil Armstrong and uh, and Buzz Aldrin right. could go and murder the Nazis, and that's what they did. Whoa! Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Here's another one. Um, you may not realize this because yeah. uh, it seems like the Earth is such a solid thing. Yeah, but the Earth is actually hollow. Okay, and there are portals 
to get into the hollow part of the earth, which is the interior of the earth and the North Pole and at the South Pole. And if you go there, that's it. You can get in there and you can find the descendants of Vikings because okay. they live there now. Oh, they live in the they live the in, core. in inside the earth. Okay. And also Nazis. Really? That's Nazis. where they are. Hitler um, was there. Hitler's son, you know, little Adolf was there. Is, um, is the center chewy or is it a caramel? Is it chocolatey or what's the... Now you're making fun because <laughs> this is a real thing. You know, there are Nazis living under the earth and all you have to do is go to the North Pole or the South Pole and you can get in there. You can meet the Vikings. You can meet Eric the Reds, like 75th uh, descendant. They're all there. Is there a Starbucks in the center? Are there, what, where are they eating? Is there a food court? You know how sometimes in malls you can't really find the food court? It's kind of hidden. Well, you know what they don't have there? Watermelon. <laughs> they have no watermelon. Right. No, there is an Ikea down there, I'm sure. Uh, well, you know, I saw I saw a, a conspiracy theory, something that all redheads are from another planet. Yes, Did you I see saw that one, that one too. Uh, yeah, they're aliens. Redheads are in. Now, I'm married to a redhead, and I can tell you, there are times when I I wonder. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking this planet where the redheads yeah. are, and if you're if we're using your wife as a um, example, the worst drivers on Earth oh. or not on, on that planet. Yeah. It's the it, just the most aggressive, you know, horn honking, yeah, flipping off yep. drivers. Every I mean, everybody else is really nice <laughs> and really sweet, but once you get a, you know, a car in this planet, they become just raging lunatics. You know who's not a raging lunatic? Our good friends, Steve Baskerville and Howard Sudbury. Yeah, they are. Those are nice guys. They do a great show called Back to You, and they've been on our show. Mm -hmm. And apparently this past week, I don't know if you heard this, Dave, um, they were lamenting that we are in the top 1% and they are not. Yeah. Um, and there were there was some jealousy there. I just want to say this to Howard, who, who was feeling a little jealous. Mm -hmm. The reason that we are in the top 1% is because we've had right. Howard and Steve on our show. We were nothing before We were nothing came, before right. that. Right. That's the reason. Right. So it's just a matter of time. I think it was Howard's story about how he grew up in Pekin, Illinois, right? Yeah. And the Pekin High School's mascot was the Pekin Chinks. Yeah. Or it could be Steve's story about the Philadelphia sound, uh, the yeah, great, right. great music. Right. So, I mean, you know. It's a great show. It's called Back to You. Uh, we highly recommend it. It's an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. It's time for another feature on our show. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! And in this case, that's an appropriate use of that clip because I... We don't have a Jenkins story right now. I'm Jenkins. I'm Jenkins. Uh, this is what I was trying to play. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where uh, I tell a celebrity story of somebody I've met. We used to pull names out of a jar, but people just started sending us emails and dms on facebook and on twitter this one comes to us on twitter uh from return to rock oh that's the name of this person 
Um, and I don't think that's the name of the person. I think that's just his handle. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that's kind of a <laughs> kind of word, kind of cumbersome. Yeah. Um, he writes uh, or she writes, my favorite band is the Eagles. Have you ever met any uh, of the Eagles? Well, you uh, Walsh, Joe Walsh. Is yes, there. I've met Joe Walsh. I've done a show with Joe Walsh uh, where he was uh, the guest host for Stephen Gary. And I uh, did an entire four and a half hour show where I was the guy running the controls didn't he have a gun on him when he when no he, no <clears throat> no i don't know wasn't there a joe walsh and a gun story or something i don't know that uh, i don't know that yeah. story um he was you know he was like hey man how are you man and he was that guy he was like the nicest guy in the world and he was on Stephen gary's show all the time in fact i still have his home phone number and he hasn't moved you know he's still got the same number let's get him on the show <clears throat> Yeah, I, that's a good idea. Yeah. But he would usually show up with his uh, bass player named Rick the Bassist, uh, who has since passed away. Which is not his real name either. Uh, no, I think Rick is his real name. <laughs> um, so I don't really have any great stories, except for there was one night where we did a New Year's Eve broadcast at Steve's house. And both Steve and Joe were um, under the influence of something. <laughs> and it was It was one of the wildest nights I've ever been anywhere and it, i think they captured it on video well wasn't that a paper was it a pay-per-view thing or something i, I don't remember something right, like that right. yeah it was a pay-per-view the other eagle i met was don henley uh-huh. and i met him at farm aid yeah and he was loaded uh at, i saw him actually the night before he was with a very young girl mm-hmm. i'm gonna assume she was 18 yeah she didn't look 18 but <laughs> i'm gonna assume she was 18 and he was loaded, and he was staying at the Chancellor Inn. Remember yeah, the sure. Chancellor Inn? Sure. Did, did you go with me when we went to the Chancellor Inn? Um, I, I can't remember who we I went par- there with. Didn't we have a party there or something? Something. But I went there and, and ran into Don Henley. Yeah. I didn't see him the next day at uh, Farm Aid, but I did see him the night before. What I remember from that party, I think it was a radio station party, Mark Goodman was... Wasn't Mark Goodman the... Yeah, Joni Mitchell. Right. Um, and Marcia, what was it? Martha Quinn. Yeah, right. The that little big, the, the, the big MTV. Uh, yeah. She was like four foot one. Right, she was, right. Really in fact, she's in your pocket right now. <laughs> Hello, Martha. Uh, so then, anyway, those are my Eagle stories. If you have any stories that you'd like to hear about any celebrity from, I'd say, 1985 to 2005, yeah. when I was in that business. Well, I still got that Muhammad Ali story. I know. Just dangling. I, I'm waiting for someone to ask for it. Okay. Nobody's asked for it yet. Okay. When somebody asks for it, we will tell that story <clears throat> we have a good guest on the minutiaman celebrity interview this week you want to tell everybody a little bit? yeah more? um really interesting guy he um spent some time in leavenworth right not the well i guess the city but also the prison right although we didn't find out what he did did we yeah he's a drug dealer oh is that what it was yeah uh so he was actually probably a pretty high up there to go to leavenworth yeah, well, exactly see uh, a top of the game he did two and a half years of hard time right so we talk about we talk about his time at leavenworth and he loved the food by the way <laughs> well yes uh, he is an artist now right uh and he's an actor and you've seen him in a ton of different things like he was he had a great part in hick do you remember yeah that that hick and uh, a lot of movies his name is dave vescio and, and here's a clip of something that we talked about on that show. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. If I remember right, I think I was like fourth grade, third grade, I don't know. So I was living in Sherman, Texas at the time. 
My dad at the time, he had two different jobs. He was、uh, a fighter pilot for the United States Air Force, but he also worked for Texas Instruments. And his job for TI at the time, which I didn't know because I was too young at the time, is he was selling infrared systems and laser guided bomb systems to other countries around the world、oh, because、wow. this is what he used on his fighter jet.、Um, yeah. Let me, let me stop、gotcha. you right there for a second. I was a salesman and I used to bring bagels. When I was trying to sell something, <laughs> did your dad like bring bagels to like the Saudi Arabians or whatever to make the sale? I have no clue. I have, no, I have a cousin who's like, just be honest, you're just an arms dealer. You know? <laughs> I got some cannolis, Shah. Here. <laughs> If you'd like to hear the entire interview, go to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview.、Uh, you can find that on Spotify or. You know, Google Podcasts, wherever, wherever you find your podcast. Eight track tapes. I just signed a deal with Eight Track.、Yep. We're going to put them on Eight Track tapes.、Uh, but the whole interview is there、mm-hmm. this week. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with OpieShows.com. Opie is hippo backwards. O P P I H Shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, Dave. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com.、Like、it's a commuting. Yeah, they just moved. And,、uh, and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Man. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including OpieShows dot com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Quick, Lou, what's your favorite car color? I'd say Lou likes blue. Lou likes blue.、Eh, blue's pretty good, but really, I prefer silver. But regardless of our color preferences, when it comes to cars, you'll never know what you'll hear on the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Silver, really, silver. What do you get when you hear a celebrity minutia man interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So you'll get minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only、right? one place to find out, and that's celebrity minutia man interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows dot com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.